You are listening to Sales Secrets with Gabe Larson. In this episode, we dive into how Jeff Boyle from Cision coaches his team to think about pre-call planning. All right, welcome everybody to the Sales Secrets podcast. They, we're going to be talking about pre-call planning, how you do it, and also a little bit into this concept of cold calling. And to do that, we brought on Jeff Boyle. He's the Senior Director of New Business at Cision. Jeff, thanks so much for joining and how the heck are you? I'm doing well, Gabe. Doing well. Thank you. And yeah, great to be here. Yeah, man. This is going to be a fun one. We were talking pre-show about <laughs> all the different things, all the different podcast topics you could talk about. And this one happened to be top of mind. Uh, we'll jump into it in just a minute. But before we do, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself, Jeff, and what you do over there at Cision. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, no, thanks again for having me. Yeah, so my name Jeff Boyle. I actually grew up in Buffalo, New York. And after college, I moved down to Washington, D.C., started my sales career at Corporate Executive Board. I did that for a couple of years, and Good I've been with Cision yeah. ever since. So I've been with Cision for, for 12 years now, started off as a sales rep, fell in love with the product and the industry, and then got promoted to become a manager, director, and now senior director. So with Cision, constant change um, as we continue to grow organically and through acquisitions. So we had a lot of acquisitions. So at the moment, managing three managers, uh, that focus on small and mid-market sectors. And then I also have five enterprise sales reps that really kind of focus on the Fortune 1,000 companies. Um, for the folks that, that are listening that are not familiar with Cision, um, we offer public relations and communication software, um, high level. It's just a database of journalists and social influencers that allow clients to reach out to the right folks to really kind of help with their brand coverage and help execute any kind of marketing and, and PR campaigns that they're trying to accomplish. Um, and on the back end, it's also a complete monitoring tool. So you can actually track your brand's coverage, measure the value of your earned coverage, and getting a true ROI in your PR efforts. Uh, so it has been a long, for a long, long time now. Uh, we have a lot of point products. Probably the most well-known game is PR Newswire. But 12 years, it's been a fun journey. Um, and I'm excited to see what's next at Cision. Yeah, you guys have done some fun stuff and a lot of changes. So congrats for being <laughs> yeah. uh, staying on top of your game, my man. Um, I mean, you covered a little bit of this, but I often like to ask people outside of work anything they're crazy about, passionate hobbies, things you love to do. Hobbies. Um, well, it's funny, but being a dad, I think my my hobbies are my kids' hobbies. Uh, so right now, I guess family's my life. I have three boys, seven, five, and three. No so, way. <laughs> Yeah, so thank God I have an amazing wife. We're definitely in survival mode uh, with the three boys, but I'm extremely grateful. Um, other than that, sadly, I'm a huge Buffalo sports fan. I uh, <laughs> love Buffalo Bills, and I love the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I um, I was, for some reason, I, I had kind of this thing for the Buffalo Bills, uh, like Thurman Thomas, um, Andre, um, what, I'm thinking like what Andre was, Reed, Jim Andre, Kelly, yeah. What, what was Every that? Every year, I, I, was that like eighty? It's gonna be our year. Was that ninety three? Yeah, the nineties. Nineties, okay. Um, yeah, that that was disappointing. I don't know why I was kind of a fan, but I, I mean, certainly I, I have no affiliation <laughs> growing up on the West Coast, but I remember being kind of a fan of those guys. That was a good team. Uh, they had some guys, yeah, on too. Derek. Oh man, I can't remember the name. Anyways. Um, don't get me on sports. And I actually, uh, we have three boys myself, so we're not, we're, we're right there with you. Um, oh, nice. eight, Very nice. six and four, and then actually brand new three weeks old, one more boy. We thought it was, oh, 
Sucker. Good for you, Gabe. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk more after. Um, anyways, let's jump into the topic at hand. So we talked, we, we, again, pre-show, we were talking a little bit about this idea of pre-call planning and then some bit on the, the cold calling. Why is this important? Let's start just big picture. Why is that kind of important and top of mind for you? Um, you know, I think for, for a sales leader, I mean, it's it's been a top of mind recently um, because I, I've been in an office and I decided to get out of my office and, and get on the sales floor um, and be in a queue with my manager and sales reps. Um, so I'm listening to a lot more calls um, and hearing a lot of questions that my reps are asking the prospects where they should already know that information. Um, so it, it's been top of mind just because, it, I mean, as a sales leader, you're focusing on forecasting, pipeline health, KPIs, any kind of metrics, demand gen, the list goes on. Right. And then as a frontline manager, you're pretty much putting out fires daily. Um, so when you talk about pre-call prep or pre-call planning, for some odd reason, it always gets kind of pushed to the side. Um, and that's one thing I noticed happen uh, with my sales team, because when you think about the sales process, Gabe, um, we conduct demos here. So we're all inside sales. Yeah. Um, so we do demos. So, you, okay, how long should a demo be? How long should you spend on discovery, the product? How much time should you leave for closing? Um, what questions should your reps ask for during discovery? What are you trying to uncover? But the one topic that always gets pushed aside, like I said, is, is pre-call prep. Um, and it's so important to really kind of start off the call um, knowing what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, I totally. It's funny because it, it still is it's one of those things where we, we know it's important, but I feel like it's not well documented. It's not well um, trained on. Um, so mm-hmm. I do think this is one of those things. It'll be fun to kind of jump into. I want to jump into some of the actual checklist items. I want to get to mistakes, but I want to first start with some of the checklist items. How, how do you start to think about organizing this for your team? It sounds like you found that God, we can do better at it. How do you coach them? Where do you kind of point them in order to start this pre-call planning in a more organized fashion? Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, the, the one, I guess, big mistake is, is the time invested. Um, yeah. So obviously it's so important, but then you don't want your reps to spend too much time doing it because there's other revenue activities that they can be focusing on. Um, so it's really kind of giving them almost like a template or a checklist, or I guess like a think of it a blueprint. Um, okay. What you should look for how long you should actually spend. And if you can't find any information, you, you move on. But you really should do it's like a 15-minute checklist. It's like, okay, okay, what can I accomplish in 15 minutes? And then kind of like the areas to focus on. Um, and, you know, we use Salesforce. That's our CRM system. So you can, you can document everything on Salesforce so the notes are there so they can use the pre-call prep throughout the sales process. Or you can even print out a Word doc and, and make it real simple. Um, but the real thing is kind of just making sure that the reps are doing their homework. Uh, before dialing into the, to the call. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel, I mean, I think that's one of the debates, right? People do, quote unquote, waste a lot of time. Um, we're, we're, quote unquote there. Do you, um, 15 minutes feels like about the right amount of time you'd recommend people to jump when they do this type of, of activity or task? Is that is that a fair, fair statement? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's fair. I mean, obviously it depends on the opportunity, um, so especially some of your tenured reps uh, they're more experienced, so they know what a good opportunity is compared to, you know, maybe a bad opportunity. Um, you just don't want, you still want to wing a call. Um, so I think 15 minutes is, you're not overkilling it, you're not overcomplicating it, because sometimes when you do too much pre-call prep, um, it also it kind of does a disadvantage for you. Um, 
So, yeah, I think the 15 minute mark and kind of breaking it down, like, you know, it's just very straightforward. It's just nothing. It's not rocket science, Gabe. It's just the execution of it is where everybody fails. Um, Everybody knows it's important. Everybody knows they should do it. But for some odd reason, when they look at their, you know, time management, they look at their calendar, they don't leave enough time to prepare. God. Hmm. Interesting. Um, So, okay. So, that that's a little bit on. So sometimes people overcomplicate it. Sometimes they spend too much time. Well, what else do you typically see as ways where people falter here, where they make mistakes? Yeah, I mean, I guess really when I think about common mistakes to avoid, I think one thing um, is creating a script, uh, which is a common mistake, and it, it makes sense. I mean, I, especially for for new hires. When you're starting off and there's a lot of information to digest, you, you, you kind of go to that script, especially in inside sales. You want to be able to leverage that because you can use those scripts. Uh, it's more, you know, use bullet points in anything because uh, what's so hard with, with inside sales is you don't want to seem robotic or rehearsed. Um, you, want, you want to be yourself. You want to be natural. Um, and we all know you might have this great vision and great plan for the call. And then all of a sudden you, you get a derailment or you get an objection that you weren't planning and you go down a different path, it's off your script, and then it just, it gets ugly. Um, so I think creating a script sometimes really, it's, it's more of a negative um, than a positive. Mm. So I think that's a big one that a lot of, I think, managers or even, you know, onboarding, training, I think they're always, okay, put, put together a script. What do you want to say? Put together your agenda. Um, and you don't want to, bullet points is a way to go. You don't want to actually create a script because we all know it goes down multiple channels and paths when you're on a sales call. Yeah, it's funny because I'm kind of a scripting person, meaning, you know, when I start a new job, I often like to kind of get the, you know, get the script, just get the talk track kind of down and then evolve from it. But it can really, really get out of hand, um, especially in the sales game. Yeah. I've been on the opposite end of that thinking, oh my goodness, please stop reading that. So, that does get messy. Okay, so those are some of the common mistakes. Um, I'd love to kind of talk about the, the you know, we talked a little bit about this 15-minute thing-ish, um, you know, okay. on the rep and who it is. Walk us through how you might then navigate that. Um, you spend the first few minutes doing this, the next couple minutes doing this. How would you kind of navigate that process? Yeah, so, I mean, it obviously depends on, on the industry. Um, precision Again, it's pretty straightforward. You can pretty much echo this in, in any cross industry. I mean, it, it goes to like, the first couple of minutes is just, you know, research the contact in the company, um, which you should no matter what, especially nowadays, there's so many resources where you can check out, you know, the website, you have LinkedIn. But the first, you know, I always say two to four minutes or three to five minutes, whatever it is, just get to know the company, get to know the contact that you're talking about. You know, it's, you can go to About Us. Um, you know, from there, you can see the story and value and you can kind of see, okay, how does our business align to their corporate vision, um, news and blogs? That's a very important decision because that's our industry. Are they pushing out content? Are they writing content on their blogs? Are they creating white papers? How are they generating buzz, driving traffic back to their website? And also leadership. Um, again, tr- figure out who the economic buyers are. Figure out who those decision makers are. Um, so you can bring that up during the call. It's always nice to kind of you know, plant the seed and see who they report up to because a lot of times in our world, we're not talking to decision makers. So that's the hardest part is trying to navigate um, internally for them, trying to figure out who should be talking. So research the company, the title, contact. Um, and then one thing that was I changed around, this is new to me because I, 
I heard a lot on the call. Have you ever, ever looked at decision before? Have you ever reviewed decision before? And it's so important to actually go into your CRM system and look at past notes. Mm. Um, were they involved in another sales process? You want to reference that. Why didn't they come on board with decision? Why didn't they buy? What derailed? What happened? All that information is so important. Um, so I think checking your CRM system, if it's an inbound lead, marketing lead, try to figure out what source it came from. So you can kind of tailor your pitch that way. Um, so, and then again, depending on time, you know, also, I mean, LinkedIn is huge for me because you, you want to see their current role, but also, you know, did they get promoted? What was their past experience? Have we worked with any of their companies that they're, you know, their previous past life? Um, who else viewed their profile? So you can kind of see their team or maybe their boss. So it's kind of, again, nice to know more of like the landscape of what you're dealing with. Um, I'm a big competitor overview, Gabe. I think it's important to, to look at, you know, whoever the prospect is, look at their competitors. Um, it, it builds credibility and it's extremely beneficial if you're going to name drop any current customers that they're their competitors. They're going to be interested and they're going to want to know about Cision and how they're using Cision to help with their, you know, whatever, X, Y, and Z. So, LinkedIn's dead. And then I guess the last is, you know, you're gathering all this information, you've got to plan for the call. Um, so this is when you kind of want to, you know, off the pre-call prep, off the, all the research you're doing, what questions you want to ask? Um, what don't you still, what don't you know, you know, what don't you don't know? Or value proposition, you know, you want to be proactive. So, I mean, that's kind of like the, you're getting all this information, then you want to take a step back you know, breathe a little bit and write down all your notes and then you're, you're kind of good to go. I mean, obviously there's so many different ways to checklist. Um, but like we said earlier, Gabe, it's all about execution. No, um, I, I, everything that we're talking about right now. Well, it, well, it, I, yeah, and I think that's, I think that's part of the problem, right? But people don't know where to go. So I like some of the things you talked about, you know, their company website, hit the CRM, jump onto LinkedIn, make sure you know their competitors then, you know, you kind of take this step back and, and go ahead and start planning for the call. Cause sometimes, you know, it's like, I know I should do pre-call research, but I don't know what that maybe five step process of check here. Okay. Nothing check here. Okay. Something check there. Okay. Nothing. Um, so I, I like that kind of framework it, to your point, slightly different per industry, et cetera, et cetera. But I like the basics there. How do you, at the end of this, you, you kind of mentioned plan for the call. Um, you know, you've done the research, you, you've taken the time. How do you then take the information you found and start to apply it in your prospecting strategy? Any tips or takeaways there? Yeah, I mean, for, for inside sales, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing about pre-call prep um, is obviously you want to leverage throughout the call, but the, the struggle that you have with inside sales is, is you're not face-to-face. Um, so when you're talking to your prospect over the phone, you have probably, it's the first, what, two to maybe five minutes that you have to really engage them, um, to spark their interest. So if you can show the prospect that you've actually done your homework, you did some research on them, the company, you're asking tailored questions so they know that, okay, wow, you know, Jeff Boyle, he's for real. He's taken, he took his time to get his homework. I think right there sets the stage for the rest of the sales process. Um, so that would be my biggest takeaways. Yeah, you can come up with a lot of different questions that you want to uncover, what paths you want to go down. But the big thing, especially inside sales, is just building that credibility that you want to show the prospect that you care about them and you want to help achieve whatever pain points or whatever they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of make it about them, 
more than it is, you know, make it about you. Um, is that fair? Yep. Yeah, no, it's very fair. Yeah. Well, where do you feel like, and we talked in the beginning of the episode a little bit about, um, you know, mistakes, common mistakes on this. Where, where do you feel like people get tripped up? Is it, is it, they get stuck on LinkedIn and they end up spending too much time there. They get lost in the CRM with some of the things you outlined. Is there a place you need to be a little more careful than others because you might get, um, you know, a little, a little bogged down? Yeah, no, I, I, no, it's a great point. I, I think, um, you know, going to the website, I mean, you should be able to kind of stay focused, figure out what tabs to look at, depending on you know, the scope of work and the, what industry you're in. Um, but it's also the social media. That's when it really kind of has a time suck. Uh, if you go to Twitter or you go to LinkedIn and then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're way off course and you're checking something else. So I think the the big time suck is really is the, is the LinkedIn for, for our team, it's a LinkedIn, but I'm, I'm sure for other teams, it might be the other social networks. Cause that's when you kind of get into your own personal world. Um, oh, you got a message and you respond back to the message or whatever it may be. Um, and, you know, and, and folks have to understand and sales have to understand is you're just trying to develop trust, right? You're just trying to develop a good relationship up front. Like you don't need to know everything. Um, so, I mean, that's, what's important is that you just need enough information to start the conversation, to tailor the conversation. And then when it comes to actively listening, you can kind of go from there. Um, so yeah, I think the social networks is when you, you kind of get down a, an ugly path. You don't want to go down. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. That's the bad part. Sometimes when people say, Oh yeah, social selling is so important. I'm like, well, you gotta be careful. You know, yeah. social selling comes into social, you know, time wasting. So, um, awesome. <laughs> well, we, we, we touched on a couple different things. Um, I'd love to dive a little more into the concept of, of this, this, uh, of the actual calling. We might have to get that in a later episode. Um, if you had to kind of sum up for someone as they think about pre-call prep, what's kind of your summary statement or, or takeaway? I think the, the, the big takeaway, um, and it was a wake up call for me is that you assume your reps are doing it. Um, because everybody knows how important it is. I think the big takeaway is depending on, you know, if, how formal you are, do you have a template that your reps want to use? Do you have a checklist that they should be looking for or they document that it's just kind of walk around the room. Um, you know, when your, your sales reps are on a call, you can look in CRM or just walk around the room and ask the call, ask them to show them your, their prep. Hey, what, how do you prepare for this call? Mm. And you'll be amazed, especially with your tenured reps, how often they wing a call. Um, so maybe your tenant reps don't have to spend 15, 20 minutes on pre-call prep, but they should at least spend five, 10 minutes getting some information. So I think that would be kind of like my test to all the managers and leaders out there is walk around the floor, see how many of your reps are actually preparing for their call. Cause that's, I mean, that's how, why it's a hot topic for me, Gabe, is yeah. when I talk to your team. I, that's for me, it's just like, wow, I, I thought this was easy, you know, checklist cross off the box, but we were not executing on it. Yeah. The, I mean, the, uh, that's such a great takeaway. It's um, more and more. I'm feeling like a, I'm a big analytics person. I love to look at reports. Don't get me wrong. I, I have an appreciation for all that stuff, but when you can look a customer in the eye, when you can hear an, a, a sales rep talking to somebody, when you can experience that yourself, um, it just is so much different than seeing the velocity of deal stage stage. You know I mean? There's a yep. time and place for both of them, but I love that idea. Like get real, listen, and, and, and adjust accordingly. So uh, Jeff, 
awesome. Really appreciate the time. Love the talk track. Great reminder. Yeah. Um, something that's simple but so often overlooked. It's so, so, so often overlooked. Um, so I appreciate you diving <laughs> in. If, uh, yeah, wants to get thanks into for having me. Or learn a little bit more about what you do over at Cision, what, what's, uh, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, no, please. Yeah, anybody can. I mean, I think the best way would be LinkedIn. Uh, it's just Jeffrey Boyle and just, yeah, hit me up at LinkedIn and I'm glad to help out. And we can, you know, if you want to go back and forth on LinkedIn or we can, we can jump on a call, whatever's, whatever's easier. I'm more than happy to help. Awesome. All righty. Well, um, Jeff, again, really appreciate you taking the time. And for the audience, remember success is just one play away. 